0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to Latte & Laundry. I'm Suzanne Billadou, and I am so honored to be with you here as we navigate motherhood, wifehood, sisterhood, and everything in between. This is a podcast for my fellow imperfect people who want to grow in greater communion with our most perfect God. So join me and my friends as we laugh, cry, dive deep, and explore with one another as we journey towards stilling our souls while moving our world. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode here at Latte & Laundry. I'm really excited. I've been telling you guys for some weeks now that I was going to do a book study over the summer on Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Cosset, I'm going to say it wrong. Um, And I did did tease a little that I might have a friend joining me to do it, and I'm so excited and blessed that she uh, is willing to come over and chat with me about um, Jesus and this idea of abandonment. Um, she's my dear, lovely friend who I get, um, really fired up on a lot of conversations around God with and, um, just the spiritual life. So I'm just so excited to have her here with me. You guys are going to love her. She's already shaking her head like, um, and so welcome my dear friend, Jonna. Welcome Jana. Hi, thank <laughs> you for having me. Yeah. So maybe tell my friends here just 30 second spiel of who you are and then we can kind of dive in here. Okay.
1: Um, yep. uh Suzanne said, my name is Jonna and um sorry my arms are like totally numb (laughs) (laughs) i can't feel my hands i'm not a good speaker so here we go she
0: is not giving herself enough credit she's a fabulous speaker okay go jana (laughs)
1: um yeah so i live here in connecticut and i am a single mom to a 10 year old boy and right now i'm nannying and i'm also in the catholic psychs program with dr pataro for mentorship and just going to school and learning how to you know
0: accompany people and walk beside them. So. Okay, so this is what drew me so much into having Jana be part of this conversation because as she's doing this, I get like the perk of being one of her good friends and <laughs> I feel like I get to be one of her, her um, mentees as I will just um, call or Marco Jana with tears in my eyes on the frequent and she really jer- is has just like a grace and beauty of journeying um, with me and helping me um, just yeah, have my heart set on Christ. So today, why do I feel like I'm echoing? Do I sound like I'm echoing to you? Like, no. I'm wondering if my thing is, uh, I'm going to turn my soundpad down a little bit. Okay. Um, so it's funny because as John and I were going through um, the book and just kind of like a, what were we going to talk about with each of the chapters? We realized that we had two different translations of the book. So I don't know, friends, what book version you will get. We have different translators. And so the book titles are slightly different. So we're going to try to speak each episode to one of the six chapters. That's the goal here. So I'm not even going to discuss what the chapter title is at this point because I'm not sure um, which translation you'll have. But um, the first section really is a lot to do with what we do versus what we leave in the hands of God. And I touched on this book a little bit friends, when I did an episode, I don't even remember what it was called, but it was maybe like a month or two ago, um, because I started rereading this book and it just got me all fired up about this idea of like, what if what you're already doing could make you holy? What if what you already is set out before you could make you holy? And this book was like the motivation and the inspiration for that episode. And so I just got really like amped up and wanted to dive in much deeper here. So we're going to open us up today with the opening Bible verse, which, um, is Luke one thirty-eight, and it's pretty infamous, and it says, "Let what you have said be done unto me," right? Mary's Mary's words there, and um, I think one of the things that I love in this, for so in my translation, the opening section says, "The holiness of the Old Testament saints, and indeed that of Saint Joseph and the Blessed Virgin, came through their absolute obedience to God's will." And I think I don't know about you, Jenna, but I feel like so often like God's will is clearly laid out in front of us inch by inch. Right. And sometimes I get so um, caught up and consumed with worrying about what I am supposed to do later or next or these big things that I'm ignoring kind of his providence in The present moment which is so much of this book right this book is just
1: the present moment
0: yes and you know so much about this
1: i love the present moment tell me yeah (laughs) well it's exactly what you said that we feel like god's will is almost sometimes something we have to chase or like we're trying to achieve Mm. you know something that we're going after Mm. and we can step out of line and like we step out of god's will Mm. but really god's will just is the present moment it's Mm. exactly before us as that moment is unfolding Mm. wherever you are whoever you're with that is where God is. Mm. And so I think this book really embodies how to, like it says, like my my chapter title is Sanctity Made Easy. It's just, it's easy when you're right there in that moment.
0: Mm. And and, um, I think too, like, especially if you're like, If you're already on the journey and you're already like on fire for Christ, you can get so consumed with, oh, like, you know, Paul and I have talked about this before and he's like, well, like I'm a landscaping, like my husband owns a landscaping company. I don't know if I've talked about that on here before. And he's like, well, like maybe I should be, and not that like if you're feeling the promptings of the Holy Spirit, that's not actually of God's will because it obviously can. not God speaks to us in in many beautiful ways. But a lot of times it's okay. We know for the, the mom of the young kid, like the holiness in the moment of changing that diaper or the holiness of cooking that meal when you don't want to is is actually being obedient to God's will in that present moment. My husband operating his landscaping company because he doesn't know exactly if and what he should do other than that right now is in obedience to God's will for him as a father and a husband of our family, right? And it's so easy to feel like you're not doing enough or that you should be doing more instead of just tending to what? he has laid out right in front of us.
1: Yes. And I feel like, you know, like it says right here, what could be more easy and who could refuse to love a will so kind and so good. So when we are able to enter into that present moment, whether it's the dishes or the laundry or, or a difficult moment that we're in when bad circumstances happen Mm. to us, that if we can open our heart to God, his love is going to infuse that moment. Mm. So like his will becomes that moment when we orient ourselves towards him Mm. so like everything shifts
0: it's so true and it's it's like I mean we've talked about it on here before I know I have but like in some of my like darkest moments in hardest moments um I felt like because I fell to my knees with my heart set on him even in the like what is happening Lord heart cries like even in the like I can't, I don't know how I'm going to put one foot in front of the other. There was something, um, like you were saying about that, that infusion of God's love, like the graces I received by, um, I don't want to be like, say like submissive to the suffering, but kind of,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and that doesn't mean you don't cry. You don't mourn. Mary cried, Jesus wept, but it's just this, um, this heart turned towards him and seeing him in all of it even if it's not necessarily his active will, but his passive will allows it. So in that, and allowing yourself to kind of have that openness really gives us and opens like a space within us to receive those graces that otherwise sometimes we reject when we like fight suffering,
1: right? (laughs) Yeah, I think suffering is very much included and not even just suffering, but like discomfort Mm. and things that don't appear to be God's will. They can be changed if we change that exact moment. Mm. And if we embrace the moment, Because he's always there. He's always knocking. He's always seeking. He's always willing to let us into his heart. He always wants to be there. Mm. And it's us that turn away and hide ourselves. 100%. You know, in our suffering, our grief, or our loss, or whatever it is that we're feeling, our overwhelm and our anxiety, it's so easy for us to turn inward. Mm. But if we can just pause and, like, open that door and let him come into that present moment, that's where, like, peace. Mm. That's where the peace is. It's a lot It's much easier said Said than done. done. Totally. Trust me, I do this like once a year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. And the funny thing is, too, is like, that's why like if you've tasted it, like I've said Mm -hmm. through my suffering, if you've tasted it, like spend that time in prayer reflecting on what he's already revealed to you, because then it can like reshift you to go, oh, no, he shows up. Yeah. It might not be the answer to what we're desiring in this moment, but he shows yeah. up in his perfect way. We just have to remember he does and not turn our hearts in, in rejecting his graces and and the gifts that he wants to give us in 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 those moments of discomfort or in the moments of joy and the moments of suffering. And I love, that's why I love that he starts this book out with um, Mary um, because in, in the opening Bible verse, right? Let it, let what you have said be done unto me. Uh, Mary declares that what has been said, we and we can similarly cry out, That same thing, but we must um, like pray and reflect on that. Like, what has been said? Like, what have you said? And that's why things like spending time with Jesus in prayer, so that you're reset in truths, because you can't like receive His graces if you can't like recall His goodness and like have your heart set on Him. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely like also when you're in moments of consolation, remembering what consolation mm. feels like mm. we forget so easily so true. You know, so we go into desolation because it you know desolation consolation they come and flow like all, all throughout the, the day all the yeah. Di- yeah. all the time it's not it doesn't have to be periods uh, of time it can be like a hundred times and it makes day. you
0: feel so often like um yeah crazy yeah
1: yeah. So yeah if we can remember that consolation and remember like the goodness of god it's easier to
0: turn towards him in those moments of difficulty so true and um there's, is it a quote in here? I think it's a quote in here. I don't know, but I have it um, written down. It says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. It's Jeremiah seventeen, 7 through 8. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green. And it is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. And it's so true. It's that like... Trust that is God Himself. Um, and I think we've talked about it on this podcast, like way back in the day, but that I think if God had a love language of how He receives love, it'd be like, trust. Like, <laughs> you trust me? Like, oh, sweet one, come here. Yeah, right? Like, and anything can happen. Anything now. can happen. Yeah. Like, it's that whole faith, like, trust and faith, right? Go hand in hand. And I just love where it says, it's like, and when, when the heat comes, that's like the, the discomfort. Like, okay, when you're super uncomfortable or you're just like, in the trenches of motherhood or work or whatever it is and it just feels difficult Um, but when you have that trust in God that he's in it and he's active you will bear that fruit your leaves will still stay green you won't be taken down by the way of often like the world can just take us down or when it's really when there's a drought when you're really in the suffering or you're really um, in the pains and sorrows of life it's that trust that will continue to bear fruit in your life right? yeah and like nothing is wasted. Mm. You know, he says that here like
1: nothing is wasted. Nothing is counted as nothing.
0: Mm. And you know? so, and that's so, and especially in motherhood, mm. you could feel like so much of your days gone. God. So much of your days wasted. You're yeah. like, what did I do? I know, I remember when I first had uh, my firstborn. I'm a super type A. I'm really like recovering, trying to recover from that part, side of me that was really like, it, it Disordered control, if you will, and I was really Type A, and so having a, a newborn and um just being home with a baby was just so wild to me. And I remember I used to have to say to Paul, "Like, can you write me to do list so I could ch- cross things off? Like that felt good for me." And the, the to do list was so hilarious because he'd be like, "Snuggle the baby, nap when she naps, <laughs> change her diapers," and I'd be like, "Yes." Checked, check, 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 check. because it was the like as much as my mom heart is so alive and fired for motherhood there was so much of it that's just mundane and it's a big shift from life when you start to have a child especially with your first baby you're like whoa and you're like okay so i'm on the floor with a little person showing them like a triangle toy. like it was a real struggle for me to be honest um but i love that idea that nothing is wasted and that quietness with just you and one baby, whether they're quiet or loud, or if you're washing dishes and you have 10 kids running around, or if you don't have any children and you're just like getting through the tasks of the day, like not one moment with that submissive heart to our Lord is wasted. It's all for his glory. And that to me is like... Yeah, that's everything. That turns everything holy. Yes. That makes everything easy too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, if only I could live... Out the fire of feeling right now with regards to... Can you imagine? Could you yeah. imagine? Yeah. But so often we get so distracted. Yes. Um, because the enemy also loves to be the king of distraction and to get us um, irritated mm-hmm. or a lack of contentment with so many things, like the small and the big. Yeah. And like the
1: restless we, for, in the in the worst way. Yep. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then we just get riled up. And then before I know it, I'm mad about things that don't even really matter. And um, yeah. 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 And um, that's why I love this book. And this is, this is definitely one of the books like Johnna was saying, like her book has highlights and underlines everywhere. And this is definitely one of those books for me too, where it's one of the ones I just come back to over and over and over again. And I want to read um, a quote from the book where um, it was kind of touching on what you were saying with regards to just how easy it is to be holy. Um, if, if the business of becoming holy seems to present insufferable difficulties It is merely because we have a wrong idea about it. In reality, holiness consists of one thing only, complete loyalty to God's will. Now, everyone can practice this loyalty, whether actively or passively. So again, it's just that like how easy it is, right? Like I talked about on the episode like a month or two back, whenever it was, of just whatever you're already doing in whatever God has laid out in front of you, whether it's the things that feel like massive interruptions, that's the other thing about like the, press, the present moment. I feel a lot of times we have our plan. We have our plan for our day, our week, our month, our year, and life is full of interruptions or what feel like interruptions. But that is God's will at hand all the time. And when you have an openness to receive it as like an invitation, all right, okay, God. I actually was um uh with somebody – at a retreat recently. And she was just, she's older, all her kids are grown now. And she was saying that, and I just loved this. She was saying that in, um, at one point she started to, um, really pray through and realize that her baby waking in the night was like an invitation to, from Jesus. And so she started to refer to when the baby would wake up as, oh, it's Jesus calling. And I was like, oh my gosh. Just like, and you can you can relate that to a baby waking you up in the middle of the night when you're exhausted and tired, but you can really relate that to, honestly, any interruption that you have at any point every day. It's just like, oh, Jesus is calling. He wants me over here, not here. Right? Yeah. It's not easily lived out, but I just think it's so beautiful. That takes an incredible disposition mm. to be able to... Oh,
1: that's such like a gentleness when it you say is. that. You know, I for me, <laughs> like even hearing you say that, I'm like, I don't know if I could do that. Oh, I meant. You know, like I haven't, I haven't had a newborn in my arms in 10 years. You know, yeah. that's my own. And just thinking back to 10 years ago when my son cried in the middle of the night, I felt like terror and mm-hmm. just, it was angst. It was so. Mm-hmm. Like, I gotta fix this. It was so awful. Oh. Yeah. And knowing what I know now about the present moment, I just wonder like. You know, I want to like almost try it. Like I want to infuse this present moment mm. idea into every aspect of my life. Mm. Yeah, no, just a little tangent. I yeah. don't think it came full circle. But. No, no.
0: I but I but I love that because that's that's real. And I feel like, to be honest, you saying looking back ten years ago, I like do this. Like okay, yesterday, I really, if I could have really received that as, oh, that's Jesus calling, instead of just you know, because we're human, and when you have. This issue to deal with, and that fire drill, or these kids crying, or whatever it is, you slowly get bubbled up, and then you don't see Jesus or God in the present moment. It's so easy to lose sight of that. And that's why, I like, going through stuff like this and having these conversations just reset my heart to that idea, right? Um, one of the things that he talks about that I love too is that he says, um, reading of good books and other pious exercises are useless. Yeah. Unless they are channels through which God operates. So like it's not enough to just learn about a subject about God unless it's actually like a channel that God wants to use to like speak to you. Again, it's that lack of like not grasping, like the don't always like grasp at trying to reach God. Like yes, having a heart that's like seeking our Lord at all times is so beautiful in and of itself really good. But when it's this um, this way in which our hearts can get distracted and sit on like um, grasping at him because I got to learn more about him and then that'll help make me holy versus just again that like submissiveness and that openness to what does he want to speak to your heart and hear whether it's sacred scripture or a retreat book or something like this like abandonment to divine providence Mm -hmm. right like unless he wants to work through that to reach your heart it's useless and I was like whoa because I am a swallower of books I'm like all right okay Lord like show up, make yeah. use of these these places, and yeah, like what am I going to do with this now? Yeah,
1: I think it's interesting too. Like the the present moment, it's very easy to talk about, but to access is another thing. Mm. You know, to actually grasp what it means to enter into the present moment, I think it looks differently for everybody. And I'm more of like a a louder heart. Like I'm not I'm not as quiet. I'm I'm not quiet. Well, no, but like um, I'm not sweet. You know? Like I used to play Our Lady's Virtues and Angelic Sweetness is the first one. I would skip over it. i oh, like, like, I don't, no. I have no sweetness in me, you know? Um, but it's, it, for me recently, I've had this experience where trying to connect to the present moment. I was driving and I was away, I was traveling. So I was away from my son and I was tired and it was late mm-hmm. and it was raining. And I had that anxiety, like, you know, when you get that pit in your stomach. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't want to be where I am right now. And it overwhelmed me. And the Holy Spirit gently reminded me of like, you can come into this moment. And this idea of everything we need is already present in the present moment. Everything necessary for us is already there. Mm. It's available to us. And it was like this feeling of coming from the back of myself to the front of myself. Oh, I don't know, like that. No, I, I know what know you're talking about. No, yeah. I totally know what you're talking and about. And all of a sudden, I was sitting there in awareness. Mm-hmm. And in this present moment, and it was... Like, everything I need is right here. So oh. I don't have to worry about anything else. Like, mm. I can I can tap into, like, the infinite goodness mm. of God and submit myself to that and, and trust that everything will be okay because I'm right here right now with him inside his will. Mm. And that happens, like, every, like, the more I practice that thought, like, when I get overwhelmed, I stop. And I'm like, no, I need to come to, like, call to mind the present moment. Mm. And the more I'm able to do that, the more I'm able to recognize what it feels like to be in the present moment. Mm. And like time just kind of changes, you know?
0: I love that. And then again, it goes back to like, okay, I've tasted that. Yes. I know how freeing that is. Like, it's so funny how just a shift of your disposition like that, Mm -hmm. completely game changer, game changer in your outlook on everything. And if we can only, and that's what I feel like this whole book is about. If you can only walk from moment to moment with that same, disposition you live like a joyful it, it will be filled with pain and sorrow right but like but everything is god but everything is god yeah so what does it matter yeah, so like you're yeah, good exactly you're good my friend yeah, yeah. yeah um okay so really quick i just wanted to i like yeah oh yeah we're going we're going in time um i want to wrap up this episode but i really wanted to talking about um open up talking about like the great saints and um, got obedience to God's will. And I'm reading with my hubby. I'm sorry, you guys, it's super loud in, in the background today. I'm like holding my microphone, so I apologize. Um, the book "Fire Within" together, which is um, it's it's Saint Teresa of Avila, Saint John of the Cross, and the Gospel on Prayer. And the Franciscan Friars are actually at the time that I'm recording this are going through it as they're like summer book studies. So Paul and I decided to read it together, and I just loved this one quote. I don't know why. Do you ever read quotes that you're like, I don't know why this feels so overwhelming, but it feels so overwhelming. Like some are just obviously fire, but there was one from here from Saint Teresa of Avila, and I'll be honest, she's a saint that I haven't had a real easy time connecting with. Um, and I'm really excited because I feel like the more and more I'm starting to learn about her. Like, and I read interior castle and I loved it and it's so good. It's immediate, it's dense. Um, but I still had a struggle with connecting with her. And so this, some, just some of her stuff in here is really opening up my heart, um, to the things that, um, just to the woman that she was and the beauty that she represented. But, um, uh, it's just talking about her ability to just have this, like, Strong will to be obedient to God at all times, and I love that. And it says here, um, let me see, it says, Nonetheless, she speaking of Saint Teresa, like all the saints, labored with the same weak human nature that the rest of us bear all along. But the saints differ from us in that they trust in God to give them what they lack, and they are determined to use what He offers. And then this is a quote from her. My nature sometimes rebels, admits Teresa, when there are difficult things to be done. But my determination to suffer for this great God never wavers. So I ask him not to pay any heed to these feelings of weakness, but to command me to do what he pleases. And with his help, I shall not fail to do it. I was was like, Oh, okay. I just loved that. And that's been just kind of like sitting in my heart um, these last few days. And then when I realized we were going to be talking again today and recording on just, um, yeah, trust and abandonment and this first section kind of really lining up with obedience to God's will. I was like, well, St. Teresa, you had something going on. So um, I loved it, but um, yeah. Okay. So let me close this up in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, I thank you and praise you for um, how easy, really, you've said it is for us to to grow in intimacy and holiness with you. And I, And I pray that in each moment we may be able to see you in it. And instead of turning and running in the times of struggle and pain, whether it's the small or the big, like Mary, we may be able to say, let it be done unto me and be able to scream and cry out, it is the Lord who is active and moving in our lives. I ask all of this in Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Next week, we will dive into chapter two. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited to catch up with you guys next week. God bless, guys. Bye. Bye.